Now, Jamie, what did you want to tell me? Well, I suppose you know what you're doing. What do you mean? Well, this contraption's homing back on that survey place, right? Yes, right. Well, there's a quark there waiting for us. And thank you for joining us on a quick trip through space and time. My name is Mac. And I'm Caleb. And this is a podcast where a Doctor Who veteran and a Doctor Who beginner go through each episode of Doctor Who and give their thoughts on it. And today, we are going to be watching The Dominators. The Dominators. <laughs> the Dominators. The, the Dominators. The, domino, the Domers. The Domino's Pizza was written by Mervyn <laughs> Hazeman and Henry Lincoln under the pen name of Norman Ashby. Uh, you might recognize them as the ones who wrote Abominable Snowman and Web of Fear, but I'll try not to hold it against them. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what this episode's going to be about. Uh, it was directed by Morris Berry and produced by Peter Bryant, and it aired August 10th, 1968 to September 7th, 1968. We do get a five-parter this time, so at least a little bit less of a beatdown than the past several have been. Yeah. And I have this one on DVD, so I will try and get get it recorded as fast as I can. Send it over to you. I'm currently in the middle of scheduling and everything uh, a move from Texas to Indiana, so I have no idea how my schedule is going to look, but I will hopefully be able to do it sometime next week. I'm not sure how your schedule looks. I'm fuck, I'm doing NaNoWriMo, so I'm writing 2,000 words a day right now. Ah, so yeah. Well, starting next week, as of this podcast, I will have been writing 2,000 words a day. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we're both going to be busy, so you might see a bit of a slowdown in the episodes rolling out, so. Yeah, well, by this point, we'll have already gone to bi-weekly for a while <laughs> by the time they hear oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> So you're used to it. Yeah, Enemy of the World hasn't even come out yet and at the time of this recording, uh, which means we still have Enemy of the World, Web of Fear, Fury from the Deep, and Wheel of Space to get through before we get to this one. <laughs> <laughs> so Okay, so, so we're talking about November. They're listening to this in fucking March. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Caleb, I know we talked about the difficulties you're probably going to be having in between recordings, but... Uh, Given everything you know about Doctor Who, and given how the last episode ended, and given the title of this episode, The Dominators, what do you think this episode's going to be about? I think Zoe's going to watch everything from The Doctor's Past Adventures and say, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. Actually, I changed my mind. But they're, uh, it's going to be too late because they're going to be ambushed by, uh, fuck, I don't know, uh, BDSM space pirates. Have you read Warhammer? That's a thing. And uh, they're the dominators, and they're gonna dominate them. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's it. And then it's gonna have something to do with the great intelligence. Caleb, you've been trying to get me into Warhammer this whole time, and you didn't mention there were BDSM space pirates. You oh, know yeah. that's like three of my favorite things mashed together an easy way to get to my heart and you didn't mention the bdsm space pirates what the fuck i thought we were friends 
<laughs> okay, yeah. So get ready for this bit of lore. Uh, this is a Warhammer Forty Thousand podcast. Now, there's a <laughs> there's an elf race called the Drukhari, and all the all the space elves are their souls are doomed to be eaten by the chaos god Slanesh, which is the god of excess, both in the pleasurable and not pleasurable sense. And the Drukhari realize that they can keep themselves alive by engaging in and watching ex- exceedingly violent and sexual behavior. <laughs> Fuck, dude. What the <laughs> hell? So they're just raving around space being really violent and really horny. <laughs> if you ever somehow manage to convince me to actually start playing Warhammer, I call dibs. <laughs> okay, you can have the Drukhari. So. <laughs> I'll paint up some space cells for you for your return. There you go. <laughs> I suppose on that note we will see you all in the future let's get going and we're back may have just been a couple seconds for you but it was like a, like a month and a half, almost <laughs> two months for us. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been at least almost, uh, yeah, it's been almost two months. <laughs> yeah, according to this, the last time we had like a recording session was October 28th. Oh, God. It is, <laughs> it is December 14th now. I know I moved 900 miles during that time, but like, what the fuck, Caleb? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, like... We were busy. We were busy. November, December are busy months for me, so. Yeah. I moved 900 miles and then got sick, so. Oh, yeah. I'm just a relentless procrastinator. I still didn't finish the episode until, like, last night, so. Well, I remember shortly after we finished recording the last one, we finished watching Wheel in Space, that's when I started watching The Dominators, but I got about three-ish episodes in i'm pretty sure three and then you know just moving craziness happened so i was like i don't even fucking remember what the hell happened i'm looking at my notes and some of it rings a bell so i just rewatched it again and you true to form true to form had a month month and a half and it's like don't worry i'll i'll get it done (laughs) listen i'm having a hard time remember what happened in this episode from like two days out from watching it it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Maybe it's just because we're just getting off of the wheel in space, but it's it, it wasn't god awful. Zoe's arc is not a banger out of the gate. <laughs> this episode did not sell me on Zoe. <laughs> I will say that. We'll we'll get to one part where I'm like, okay, Zoe might be fine, but yes, I largely agree. So she might improve. I mean, you didn't like Victoria when we first met her, so maybe maybe Zoe will get better over time, but I do remember liking Victoria more than Zoe, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, well, let's just get into it, I guess. Before we really get into it, general thoughts, like. General thoughts are, wow, this episode's forgettable. Wow, this episode's really long. I was like, we gotta be, I every single episode of this arc i watched i was like okay we gotta be close to the end of this episode and i tap it i've been watching it for like eight minutes yeah this episode's weird i think there's a good reason for that and we'll we'll talk more about it in explicit detail 
I don't know if I'm being super critical too, because like it's been almost two months since I watched Doctor Who, but man, it is. It was rough. It was rough for me to get through. Yeah, it was. It was rough for me to get through too. But I, the more you're talking, the more I'm suspecting that it was rough to get through for different reasons. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's let's dive in. Let's see what we got. Let's dive in uh, to my stellar. I bet you guys have missed. You've been longing for my episode descriptions. I know I have. They're true poetry. All right. The Dominators. Episode one. The episode begins with an alien spaceship arriving on the planet Dolkis. Two nerdy-ass no-neck aliens come out and start rambling about radiation or something and how they want to enslave any species that might live here. Meanwhile, a man named Coley escorts a group of young people on a ship to the irradiated island. However, their readings are showing there is no radiation. The teens use this as an excuse to run off and they are immediately shot down by the Dominators. The aliens also use their quark robots to blow up Coley's ship as the man hides. A whopping 10 minutes into the episode, the Doctor and his friends arrive. The Doctor immediately recognizes the planet as Dolkis and says that people are, the people here are quite peaceful. However, evidence on the island indicates a nuclear fallout and they find a sort of museum dedicated to weapons. All of this confuses the Doctor, and they are met there by three figures in hazard suits. The people are researchers on the island testing the radioactivity. A man named Balin explains that the island was used as a test for nuclear power and now stands as a reminder of its destructive forces. Everyone is super chill about meeting aliens that claim to travel through time. The team brings Coley back to the base and he informs them that the aliens and he informs them of the aliens and their plans to destroy the TARDIS. The Doctor and Jamie rush out to stop them. When they arrive at the TARDIS, they are confronted by Rago, the uh, I'm sorry, it's actually Toba, the aggressive dominator and the Quark robots, who asked if they should destroy them. And god damn, that, w- that was me condensing it. <laughs> My very first note of this entire story is, ha 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 ha, those fucking costumes, ha 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 Turtle ass looking aliens. <laughs> they are, they are so fucking bizarre looking. They, I feel like, the Dominators were supposed to look more monstrous than they did. But it's really just dudes in shitty suits that don't have like a headpiece. It needed a headpiece. It needed like something like a helmet or a mask or something. But like just the bizarre turtle shell, huge World of Warcraft pauldrons that they had, and like the fringe, like the fringe stuff they had on their arms and legs, like it implied to me a more monstrous species than we actually got. <laughs> yeah, I-, I don't know how to describe it. They just look ridiculous. They 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 look like they have no necks, just like because like the basically like the shoulder pads kind of like morph into this like back head piece, and it just it just looks like their head is in the middle of their bodies with no necks. They should have looked like the Krogan from Mass Effect. Like, it looks like they were almost there with, like, the back that, like, merged into, like, the head piece and just, like, the face there. Like, it felt like they were there. It's just they forgot to put on the mask that they were supposed to wear. (laughs) Yeah, so for our listeners at home who aren't watching the show, the Dominators just, like, they look like shitty 60% done Krogan cosplays. They yeah they look like Krogan cosplays but they 
after walking around the con floor as Rex, they went off into like this side hallway to like take their mask off to drink some water. That's what they look like. <laughs> they look like that cosplayer in that moment. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they look. Yeah, they just look very dumb. And uh, personality wise, one of them is just like the cold, calculating leader, and then the other one is I don't know, like a raving, bloodthirsty lunatic. He wants to kill everything in sight the whole time. Yeah, one of them is lawful evil. The other one's chaotic evil. Because, you know, we're on a Doctor Who podcast. I figured there's no limits to the nerdiness. Let's just do that. Yeah. Yeah, this is a D&D podcast now. <laughs> now, speaking of costumes, then we meet the Dulcans or the Dulcians. And their costumes, they reminded me of the dudes from the Ark. Yes. They're all wearing skirts. Like, they're all wearing, like, dress type stuff. And they're all wearing skirts. All of the women's skirts are transparent but the dudes aren't and i hated that i hated that just from a costuming and world building perspective it's like either have the dudes also be transparent or make the women's not transparent i don't care which (laughs) just do that be horny or don't be horny there is no in between exactly always go full horny always so really there isn't a choice just always be horny (laughs) For everyone, all the time. And then after the Dulcians are talking back and forth, uh, eventually we get to the TARDIS landing. Which is actually literally like almost 10 minutes into the episode. Yeah, no, it's it's quite a bit into the episode. And uh, the Doctor's like, ah, oh, sweet, I love Dulcus. This is such a chill place. Let's just do a vacation. And again, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I would be down with just an episode that was just them on vacation. Yeah, at this point, I would be okay with it, too, strictly in the sense of I'm sick of all the danger. And I'm sick of all the companions being okay with it. <laughs> That's why you liked Victoria's departure in Fury from the Deep so much. Yeah, the fact that she was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that I didn't like is that the Doctor and Jamie and Zoe all come out. And the doctor is saying how it's going to be peaceful. And uh, Zoe's just is just like, oh, well, as long as we don't run into any more Cybermen or Daleks or anything like that. And I'm like, Zoe, this is your first fucking trip. Don't pretend like you're a veteran on the TARDIS, okay? You saw <laughs> some movies and that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. L- listen, Zoe is the first Whovian. <laughs> I guess <laughs> she wa- she watched the episode and she's like I'm a fan I know in the last episode in Wheel in Space it ended with the doctor like showing her images of the Daleks to so so she knows what she's in for and she's basically the first companion to volunteer to come on the TARDIS it's just she's talking like there's been more more adventures between Wheel in Space and now and there hasn't been I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know. You know how certain people enjoy an IP? Not saying anything about Whovians, because Whovians aren't like this. But they become so attached to something they've watched that it's basically their friends. Or, like, they feel like they've been there themselves. Not saying Whovians would be like this at all, because it's weird. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because because Mac's not a real Whovian like us. We're the cool guys. (laughs) Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
basically what I'm saying is is Zoe's just really into this IP and it it it, it she has been on the adventures because she's watched them so many times. <laughs> and basically what I'm saying is that I would have loved a scene where Zoe was like, Yeah, okay, I still want to go with you. This sound I want her to watch this entire show and then her go, Well, there were a couple of parts where it was kind of slow in the middle of there, but overall this seems like a lot of fun, and yes, I would like to go. Oh, fair enough. We don't we don't get that. <laughs> we got that. Alright, you gotta watch you gotta watch this thing to make sure you wanna go. Jamie, start the TARDIS. <laughs> you gotta watch this thing before you go, and then she watches all of it and she's just like so, you burned down Rome? <laughs> <laughs> he was going to do it anyway. I would love that to be a recurring joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no, it would be kind of cool if she just like referred back to this, just like referred back to other adventures that she was not part of. And just <laughs> like, I mean, it could be worse. We could be dealing with the Zarbi. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much to say about this episode. We we so do. But on the note of Zoe, though, she feels more like a kid than Victoria did. Yeah, uh, I agree. She has that attitude of, I know everything and you can't hurt me kind of thing that only young children have. You know what I mean? <laughs> only teenagers deal with. <laughs> and then... After traveling around, they get picked up by the researchers. I like that the old man accepts that they're travelers from a different world entirely on the basis that no Dulcian would be fucking stupid enough to come to Death Island without any sort of protection. <laughs> I was like, well, you're obviously not from here, or if you are, you're a fucking idiot, and we don't have those here. <laughs> except, spo- except spoilers, they're, they're all fucking idiots. The spoilers, they have a lot of fucking idiots. Yeah, I know that we briefly talked about this the other day. Would you like to talk about how much you fucking hate the Dulcians? <laughs> I cannot fucking stand the Dulcians. Because, like, half half my notes are, Caleb's going to fucking hate these people. <laughs> oh, oh, and you're right. Every every scene with them. Oh, once we get to the council and, like, the next episode, rage-inducing. Uh, for, okay, they pissed me off in this episode because they try the female researcher like jamie is asking like you guys don't seem all that surprised that we're from that we travel time and space and she's like well we don't have any reason not to believe that so like the rational thing is that you're telling the truth i was like that's not the rational thing to think at all well in a society that has no violence and no crime and nothing whatsoever the idea of someone lying is probably a very foreign concept to them i guess i just i don't know i don't know i feel i feel like rational societies are more based on like you have to prove shit to me i won't just believe things you tell me you have to prove it to me grant we've seen that go in the total opposite way in this show where like people are supposedly rational and just refuse to accept evidence when they're presented with it yeah we can't just have it in the middle but yeah but i think they're they're very ridiculous and I hate pacifist societies at large, and I've hated every single one in this show. You didn't like the Censorites? Oh my god, the Censorites. The Censorites were the best films in the show, because literally all the Doctor had to do was get like mildly aggressive with them. Or like the peaceful people and like the Daleks, like episode two. Uh, yes, the, oh shit, what are they called? Um, 
What are they called? I don't I don't remember. I just remember one of them was a babe and they had weird pants. Speaking of babes, we've had two hot blonde Dulcians. Yes, we have had two hot blonde Dulcians. I figured you'd have more to say about that. <laughs> and they're hot. I, I think after like the the just pure MILF energy of that one chick in Enemy of the World. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all the others are just, this is just like ash in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Maybe they also just made me so mad I didn't care. I didn't care that they were blonde. Because, <laughs> uh, like, spoilers, the Dominators are not pacifist. And this super, like, ag- I would describe as aggressively pacifist society, they start getting killed off by the Dominators. And every time it happened, I was like, good. No, yeah, I have notes later. I'm like, I'm really <laughs> hoping that the council dies. Can they die, please? <laughs> well, Mac, you got your wish. At least a little bit. <laughs> At least a little bit. Uh, but yeah, but every time a Dolcian died, I was like, good, they deserve it. <laughs> and it's pretty bad when, like, the Dominator is supposed to be the bad guys, but three-fourths of the way through the episode, I'm like, honestly, they just kind of deserve to be slaves. <laughs> honestly, they just kind of deserve to be slaves. Caleb Clark, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, that's getting clipped. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's all I've got for this episode. I feel like stuff might have happened but like no not really my my description was actually quite flawless in describing everything that happened in this episode so yeah i just wish any of it was even interesting uh okay i'll say this uh the one thing i thought was gonna be more relevant was like they go to this like war museum at one point and they're like ah yes look at these dummy skeletons just like lying on the ground in the middle of the room and like the doctor even lifts one up and it looks like it's like got hair coming out like it looks like a like an actual rotting corpse yeah I, re- I really just wanted it to come back and be like oh wait no those were real but it never got brought up again so i guess they were dummies well yeah i mean i think the reason that uh the doctor was like ha, 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 oh these are just dummies just sitting around to look like people hmm and both he and zoe have the moment of didn't Earth do this with nuclear test sites? We should go. <laughs> <laughs> we should leave. I mean, I don't know, I guess. I just, nothing interesting happened in this episode, so I was just reaching for something. All right, I'm reading episode two now. Go for it. The Doctor and Jamie are captured by the Dominators and questioned about the planet after being probed. Toba and Rago argue about the best ways to deal with them. Zoe and Coley enter a capsule to head back to the main Dolcus city to speak with the council. When they explain what is happening, Senex, the leader, is doubtful of Coley's story because of his reputation. Toby tests the Doctor and Jamie to see how intelligent they are, and the two play stupid so that the aliens underestimate them. When Rego asks him about the guns, the Doctor says they were used by the clever ones. Rego releases them when he determines they are of no use to him. They make their way back to the research center, and from there head for the capital, passing Zoe and Coley as they head back to the island. The research team is captured by the Dominators, and Coley and Zoe arrive at the station just in time for it to be attacked by Toba and the Quarks. This is an important time to mention that we didn't bring it up at the, you see the Quarks for the first time at the very end of the first episode, and they look absolutely stupid. They are absolutely stupid. They're like, how do we describe this, Caleb? Um... It's like, picture a rectangular box, then put a big ball on top of it that has just, like, 
a shit ton of like little eyes all over it. And then the feet are like little box Lego feet kind of things. And then they have two guns that also are kind of arm like that are like folded into their chest. And then they like unfold them to like draw kind of thing. Mm hmm. They're very dumb. They're very dumb. And they have a really obnoxious sound. Yes. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you this. The Quarks were played by children from a nearby acting school. Oh, what a shock. However, they were voiced by adult women doing uh, childlike voices. But, like, the Quarks themselves are played by children. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes it kind of hilarious, especially, like, later on when how many of them get pushed over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fraser Hines was just bullying kids on set and they were just filming it. (laughs) Probably. Now, I have a very important question for you, Caleb, and I, I, I need you to answer this for me, because you are the Doctor Who lore master, so I'm counting on you for this. Yes. Were they always called the Dominators? Like, from the beginning of the race's existence, were they called Dominators, and they were like, well, I guess we know what we're going to be doing for the rest of time now, or... Were they called something else, and then after they became more warlike, they were like, you know what? We need to rebrand and call <laughs> ourselves the Dominators. Listen, I, I know uh, listen, I know since the beginning of time we've been called the fluffy foo-foos. <laughs> but I'm telling you, we need a rebrand. <laughs> no one is scared of the fluffy foo-foos. I know we've always been called the fluffy foo-foos, but last night. I had an idea. <laughs> <laughs> what if we were the Dominators? Richard, do you know how many business cards I just bought? <laughs> I just printed 30 million of these things. They're across entire star systems. I cannot just take that back. All right, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine. We'll use up all of the all of the business cards. And then when you need to print more, we'll do the Dominators then. Okay, but my website domain is still... uh, I bought it for seven years. (laughs) (sighs) Fine, whatever. That's why why the uh, Dulcians had never heard of the Dominators, even though they had a galactic empire that spread over several star systems. It's because they don't never heard of the Dominators. They've heard of the Fluffy Foo-Foo's. They've never heard of the Dominators (laughs) because they just got done with all the business cards. (laughs) Boom, it's official canon. Official canon. I have decreed it so. Put the stamp on. (laughs) Let me go update TARDIS wiki real quick. (laughs) Okay, so I know that your big complaint was that, like, nothing happens and it's really slow and blah, 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 blah. Counterpoint. This episode is too fast. Really? This yes. episode <laughs> This episode was why I waited like 3 or 4 days between watching it and episode 3. The editor of this episode needs to be fucking fired because it goes from the council debating to the dominators doing their tests to Cully's issues with his father to no one believing Cully, the animosity but it goes back to the dominators to show the animosity. It, like it cuts to so many different places with like absolutely no transitions whatsoever and it's just like back go forth back back forth back forth back forth back back and it just like it feels like they don't give it time to breathe at all and i swear the the editor needs to be fired because it's just like the dominators will be having a conversation right and then in the middle of that just 
hard cut. It'll go to Cully and Zoe uh, talking about Zoe's changing clothes because she needs to look more like a Dulcian if she's going to be believed and not uh, draw any attention to herself. And then immediately cuts right back to the Dominators, continuing that conversation. And it just <laughs> it just feels so fucking weird. I mean, I guess. I I don't know. I was kind of slacked off this episode because, like, there's a lot of setup for, like, we're going to probe you and then we're going to give you tests to see if you make good slaves. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is taking for fucking ever. I was like, this whole episode is just going to be the doctor being tortured. And it mostly was. Also, can we just take a moment that, like, this is her first fucking episode and they just put Zoe in a in a teddy. That's basically what she's wearing. She's wearing <laughs> lingerie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do not care for it. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I, 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 maybe I just repressed a lot of this episode. But also, every time Senex opened his mouth, uh, uh, my brain just, like, turned off. I was like, I don't care. I don't care what this old guy is saying at all. Yeah, no, the, the council's fucking just the worst. Because they're just, like insert american senate joke here but it's a bunch of old white men just sitting around talking about like well we can't do anything oh well anyway that was a good council session we'll meet back up in a couple of months and see if we feel like doing anything now yep uh, that's definitely the vibe i can understand them not believing coley at first because i guess he has a reputation for not being trustworthy yeah. so when coley comes in he's like hey this stuff is happening and sex is like why should i believe you i'm like okay that's fair it's in the next episode that it pisses me off which is weird because apparently in this society lies aren't really a thing except for cully Cully's the one person who's figured out what lies are. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gotten him so far in life. <laughs> and then the, the doctor and Jamie are trying to act stupid so it'll seem like they're less valuable as slaves, which doesn't make sense to me. Because, like, wouldn't you want your slave population to be dumb? Anyway, the doctor and Jamie have this absolute golden exchange where the doctor says, just act stupid. Do you think you can manage that? And Jamie says, oh, aye, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then gives him a look. And I'm like, again, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that was in the script or if that was just Fraser Hines and Patrick Troughton <laughs> improvising. <laughs> it's impossible to tell at this point. The chemistry is just so unreal. Is, I think there's a reason Jamie has just not left yet. <laughs> <laughs> also, add quarks to the list of beasties. Quarks are beasties now. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> the running list of Jamie's beasties. Boy, that sure was that sure was an episode where a lot of stuff happened. And I tell you, Mac, I am riveted at this point. I am on the edge of my seat. That's why I waited three days to watch the next episode. Yeah, well, it also doesn't help that this is another instance of, like, the dumb cliffhanger that gets immediately solved. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help. Not one bit. Anyway... On, On that, that note, note, episode three. <laughs> episode three. Zoe and Coley are trapped as the station is attacked, and they are captured by the Quarks and brought to Rago, who has determined that the Dolcians are more capable than their first test subjects. At the capital, Senex doesn't believe the Doctor's story about the Dominators because they let him go. I mean, they can't be that bad, right? When Senex tries to contact Balin, they see the station destroyed and the Doctor and Jamie rush off. 
Zoe devises a plan to escape enslavement, but the Dolcians are just too big of pussies to go through with it. Another man at the council, it says Tessa, but I don't think that's right. I think it's like Tenza, claims they must flee or face the Dominators. The idiot counselors decide to wait it out. Jamie fucks up Coley and Zoe's plan, and her, the Doctor, and the other slaves are taken back to the Dominator ship. But then a shootout happens at the museum between Jamie and the Quarks. Coley goes down, and Jamie is forced to grab him and run. Oh, that is the end of the episode. Okay. <laughs> that is the end of the episode, yes. Yeah, so on the note of that uh, cliffhanger that gets immediately solved, so Zoe and Cully are trapped. They try to open up the door, but like the automatic thing won't happen because it's because the building is crumbling. And so they try to do it they try to do it manually, and it won't work. Ah, we're trapped. There's no way out. It's hopeless. Let's try the door again. Oh hey, look, it worked this time. Yep. <laughs> Just didn't yep. push hard enough the first time, I guess. <laughs> you weren't, you didn't believe. One thing that I do like, I mean, not about this episode specifically. I like about the character of Jamie that we have seen consistently. And it just so happens that this story shows that happening. Is I love Jamie's unfailing loyalty. I love that his top priority is Zoe's safety. Because like the moment he hears that the research center is under attack, he just like starts yelling at the council members of like what the fuck are you gonna do about it what we need to go now mound to rescue go now they're like i don't know we should probably do the proper paperwork to see if we can find some volunteers who'd be willing to go and jamie's just like no we go now (laughs) Jamie's who you want to take to the bar when you're when you're feeling like you're going to get in a fight. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> or he's also the one you take to the bar when you want to get in a fight. He'll pick one. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll get in a fight, and Jamie will be there to back you up. <laughs> the counselors are relentlessly stupid. They they will believe the doctor ha- has traveled time and space, but not anything else he says about anything, really. Yeah, the, basically, the reason that they start believing that he's from a different time and place is just because they are so non-Dulcian. They're not acting like Dulcians at all. And they're like, the only person who isn't a total pansy is uh, Cully. And you're not Cully, so you're probably not from here. I mentioned in the notes where they're, <laughs> he's like, the Dominators want to enslave your entire race. And they're like, yeah, but if they were that bad, like... Why did they let you go? Maybe maybe this is all a big misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> and then they bring in, like, the disaster consultant. <laughs> I, I think that's in the next episode, but yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. This is the part where Jamie and the doctor head towards, head towards the research station to try and save Zoe. And <laughs> there's this exchange where Jamie says, I assume you know what you're doing. And the doctor says, what do you mean? And Jamie says, well, the shuttle is taking us to that survey center, right? Doctor says, yes, that's right. And Jamie says, well, there's a quark there waiting for us. And it just like does this. This is a zoom on the doctor's face. Just like a wow, wow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And then it cuts to something else. And then it cuts back to like the doctor hot wiring the the shuttle. And uh, Jamie says, can you land this thing? And the doctor says, oh, of course I can. And Jamie says, aye, but in one piece. And the doctor (laughs) says, yes. Well, hold on to something. (laughs) 
<laughs> Listen, Jamie, we didn't say we were going to land in one piece, just that I was going to land, okay? And land and crash are synonyms. <laughs> it's a type of landing. <laughs> and again, the editing is so fucking rapid fire and and really quick, and I don't like it. And yet, despite the fact that this pace is just as fast as every other episode to a detriment this episode really is just a lot of talking about what they should do and it's really <laughs> fucking boring yeah it is uh this is the episode where i was like okay zoe is fine i guess because she they're like slaving away like digging rocks or something <clears throat> and zoe's like we should have a violent worker revolution <laughs> that's true and they're like oh yeah but oh, i don't think they would like that i don't think they would like it if we did that reiterating my quote that maybe the dolzians just kind of deserve it <laughs> I mean, you know yeah i do i do make the note that i i appreciate that zoe's number one priority is <laughs> I said I appreciate that Jamie's number one priority is pr- uh, is saving Zoe, and I appreciate that Zoe's number one priority is finding a gun and figuring out a way how to kill the quarks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need courage when you have a gun. A gun. <laughs> <laughs> how many Futurama references have we made in this show? <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, tally them up. And this had to be improvised between the two of them. You just know it was because uh, they're on the cliffs overseeing the survey center and they like see that some people are being used as slave labor. And then the doctor takes out a spyglass from his from his jacket. And then Jamie takes the spyglass and puts it up to his eye and asks the doctor what he can see. And the doctor just like looks at him. It's like, asshole, you just <laughs> you just took my spyglass. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I can't see shit now. <laughs> <laughs> so the doctor and Jamie have a lot of really good moments in this story, but that's kind of all that the story has going for it. <laughs> it's very much in spite of the story and not really because. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they were just as bored on set and just goofing around. Probably. Some of that made it to the episode. Probably. Uh, but that's, that's all I have. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got, too. Episode four, baby. We're moving along. We're like, what, like 30 minutes in this episode? I think so, something like that. Rigo's pissed about the museum and Toba's impulsiveness, and they argue about who's the best dominator. Colt has survived the cork attack, but he and Jamie are both trapped in a bunker with no air. Rego orders the doctor to take him to the castle that he used to return to the island. Jamie and Coley finally break out of the bunker, but they are surrounded by quarks. They run, and Coley destroys one by dropping a big boulder, boulder on it. Momentarily free of their captors, the Doctor and Zoe explore the Dominator ship and he realizes their ship is powered by radiation. Rego abruptly enters the Dulcian Council and demands everyone to submit. He has a quark shoot Tensa when the man stands up for them. Tobo runs up to slaves, Zoe and the Doctor, and demands to know where Jamie is. He kills Balin as a threat and promises to kill the Doctor next. Remember what the two d- Dominators names are so there's toba he's the he's the kill everyone thing one and then rago okay the leader i guess okay toba has wanted to just use the quarks to just shoot everyone and everything on sight it's like multiple times throughout this story and every single time rago is like no we have a limited battery source stop trying to waste our energy you asshole and like again at the top of this episode, he's just like, I'll send the quarks to destroy them. And Rego's like, no, 
we don't have enough batteries. <laughs> My note is how many more times does this asshole need to be reminded that they don't have enough bullets? Listen, Toba's just passionate. <laughs> He's passionate about his job, okay? I mean, sure. But <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that Rego would be just as on board with massacring if they had enough batteries for the quarks, but they don't. So stop wasting our bullets. <laughs> the only good part of this episode, in my opinion, is Rego showing up and just bullying the council. Yeah, no, that, that that's a good scene. Uh, if for no reason, then just the entire time I was like, yes, yes, kill them, <laughs> <Yeah>. kill them. <laughs> kill them all. And he only kills one of them and it's lame. Yeah, I know. Disappointing. Uh, but the fact that he's like, he comes in and he's like, you're all our slaves now. And they're like, what? And he's like, shut up. Bam. <laughs> and he's like, you're all our slaves. And he's like, but we don't want to be your enemies. And then he's all like, you're not my enemies. You're my slaves. Yeah. What part of that do you not understand? <laughs> they brought in that disaster specialist. And because they live in the society they, that they do, the only disasters they've actually had to deal with are like natural disasters. But this is the closest they have to an expert on how to deal with these dominators. He says, if these dominators are aggressive, and there has not been any evidence to show that they are. I'm like, first of all, yes, there has. Shut up. Anyway, continue. Um, he says, it seems we have three options. We either fight, and all of them is like, it's like, or we flee, and they're like, but we don't have spaceships. We don't have anywhere to go. It's like, or we submit. Well... My job is done here now. I'll just be <laughs> moseying on along. <laughs> Listen, the the disaster guy, he doesn't solve problems. He's like an ideas guy. He's more of He's an like, ideas man. <laughs> Here's what we could do. What we actually do is actually not my fucking job. <laughs> so his bold strategy of how to deal with the dominators is lie down and take it and hope they just go away. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, they all decide, well, I guess we'll just wait and see what happens. You fucking idiots. You deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> uh, li- literally, during this whole scene when Ray goes, like, you are my slaves. I will not be questioned. I, like, I-, I run this joint now. I'm literally sitting there watching, like, this is what you get. This is what you get. <laughs> yeah, I do really like that of, like, we're going to take everything we want from from you. But we're willing to give it to you. Neat. We're going to take everything we want from you. <laughs> And and then and Jamie and Cully are like trapped underneath the uh, the museum in this bunker, and like Jamie tries to like push the latch up to try and get out, but he says it feels like the entire building is on top of this latch. But then they do eventually get out, and my note is ah, it feels like the entire building is on top of this hatch. Why it would take at least two people pushing on a weird stick thingy to open this? Listen, Jamie's just jacked, and he just he he just he doesn't want to show it off too much. He's like, "Oh man, this is really heavy." <laughs> 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 and then Jamie suggests that they that they go and fight and kill the quarks. <laughs> and Cully says, "Do you really think we can? Do you really think we can defeat them?" And uh, Jamie's logic, flawless. I love it. Uh, he says that of course he can because he's he's been uh, he's been fighting red coats forever. So he uh, what's a what's a quark or two? And I'm just like, oh yeah, I've slid enough filthy British throats in my life. What's a robot or two? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they can't be anything worse than the 
fucking British looks at the camera. <laughs> anyway, let's go kill some robots. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's like, wow, a really aggressive uh, group of people just wanting to dominate everything around them. I've seen all this shit before. Yeah, and then my last note is just, is it bad that I kind of hope the Dominators just slaughter them all? <laughs> I'm right there. I'm at this point, I was like, I just hope they win at this point. I mean, like, the Dolcians have forfeited at this point. The Basically. Doctor should just leave. But I guess on that note, uh, episode five. Episode five. Uh, G- my first line of my description is, Jesus Christ, it's still going. <laughs> Rego stops Tobo from killing the Doctor, and he orders the Quarks looking for Jamie to continue their drilling. Jamie and Coley get back to get get back to the shelter, and they make a plan to save their friends. After subduing the quark guarding them, Coley and Jamie lead the Dulcians and the companions back to the shelter. Tobo is pissed about this, but Rego assures him they will all die when the planet collapses. The Doctor uses his sonic screwdriver to blast a hole in the wall in the shelter wall, so they can capture the seed device the Dominators planted to destroy the planet. The Doctor MacGyver's the WMD and sneaks it onto the Dominator ship. As the Dominators take off, their ship blows up in orbit, but the planet is still on the verge of total destruction. The end. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember if this is in reference to anything that happens in the episode, or if this is literally just me just being fucking sick of this at this point. But uh, my first note is, I have a foolproof strategy. We just keep throwing Dulcians at the quarks until they run out of energy. There's no downside. (laughs) <laughs> the Dulcians die and the Dominators lose. It's perfect. The only person who wins in this is Toba. Everybody wins. <laughs> Toba uh, gets to kill people. The Dulcians die. That's for me personally. <laughs> I do like that uh, Zoe and the Doctor are kind of on par with each other intellect-wise, so that they can bounce ideas off each other of how to try and beat the Dominators. I do wish it involved a little bit less of like dismissing Jamie. Especially yeah. when Jamie's the one who comes up with the idea of how to beat them. His idea is dumb. That's it. Because <laughs> the Dominators are like drilling a hole into the core. Then they're going to throw like a seed or like a bomb or something. They're going to throw a bomb down into the core and blow up the planet. Jamie's idea is since they're in the bunker... Why don't we just drill perpendicular to their hole and just catch it? <laughs> just catch it. Catch as it the falls. <laughs> I don't see the problem. It's a flawless plan. I mean, it's really. a flawless plan, but like these dudes should have been in Shawshank because they got through that wall so fucking fast. It, it is ridiculous. I'm assuming this is when the sonic screwdriver just becomes a like a catch-all fix. I guess i could have sworn that was later because now the sonic screwdriver is just like harmonizing with like the the ground i guess and just like drilling a hole using the sonic screwdriver but like everybody seems really tired when they get out of the hole and they pass it on to someone else i'm like are you you've got to be digging right i mean you look you look really tired. You can't just be holding the sonic screwdriver, right? There's got to be more to this. Maybe it like vibrates up their arm or something. I don't know. And then the doctor takes the bomb back to the Dominator ship uh, without the Dominators knowing. And this is my note. My note is, sir, permission to leave the island? For what purpose, doctor? To give the Dominators back their bomb. Permission <laughs> granted. <laughs> ba 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 
<laughs> and then near the end, they have this really good exchange. All of the best parts of this episode are just the Doctor and Jamie <laughs> being idiots <laughs> with each other. Because the effects of what the what the Domineers have been doing, the drilling, is causing the the volcanoes to start becoming active again. And the doctor's just like hanging outside hanging out outside the TARDIS, like proud of what he's done. And Jamie says, uh, Doctor, we've gotta go, the volcanoes are about to blow. And the doctor says, Oh, don't worry, Jamie, it'll only affect anything that's currently on the island. And then Jamie says, Doctor, we're on the island. And the doctor's like, Oh no <laughs> And goes into the TARDIS. <laughs> The thing is, I, do we do we even see them go into the TARDIS? Because I could have sworn that it, we might it, it not. Just shows, it just shows the waves crashing, like the planet like shaking real bad, and then the credits roll. I was like, okay, I guess they all die. <laughs> yeah, my last note is the episode ends with a funny gag, but then it just stops. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was literally like, okay, I thought this was five episodes. Maybe there's six. No, that sure isn't. But yeah, that's uh that's that's the dominators yeah that's the dominators they they sure did dominate god man you're supposed to have the trivia ready no i i do have the trivia ready i was just moving the dominators further down in my ranking list because the more we talked about it the more i was like this episode (laughs) sucked (laughs) yeah at first you were like it's fine it's not good but it's it's fine (laughs) the more we talked like oh this is terrible this episode sucked i take it back Um, anyway, trivia. Of course, to play with children, we know this. Patrick Troughton requested a showing of this at his birthday party shortly before his death in March of 87. So, like, this is one of the ones he requested to watch before he died. This one? <laughs> this one. This one, Patrick Troughton? Apparently. What? This is the longest season opener in the series. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. Every other season opener is like, four episodes or less and this one's five and oh caleb you're gonna love this trivia it lines up with what i was saying about the editing this was originally meant to be six episodes but it was cut down to five it should have been cut to four (laughs) it should have been cut to four but also i kind of see it just like the slapshot editing it really does feel like it was pushed down to five it feels like they took a really, really long, drawn-out six episodes and then pushed it down to five. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I wish it was four. My my critique of this episode is the editing isn't fast enough. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because... Let's go ahead and go into final thoughts. Maybe it's because I'm just so used to how slow-paced this show usually is that the, the f- rapid editing kind of felt very jarring. It just, it feels like they took any and all transitions or establishing shots or scenes out. That's what they did to push it down to five episodes long. Yeah, I guess. Maybe I'm just coming from it because, like, believe it or not, I'm still not all that familiar with the show. And I spent six weeks away from it, which means I basically dumped everything I know about the show out of my brain. Yeah. And then coming back to it, I'm like, God, this show's fucking slow. Yeah. This was not a good episode to come back to. That being said... I would rather come back to this one than a wheel in space. Yes. I. Oh, God. If we'd start on the wheel in space, I, I don't know what I would have done. We might have can- this podcast would have been canceled. <laughs> we might have canceled the podcast, yeah. <laughs> I also just really didn't like the Dominators or the Quirks. They looked really dumb. It was difficult mm-hmm. to take them seriously at any point. Yeah, there really was not 
much of anything to like about the episode except the things that didn't really seem intentional which is not why you should like a show the only thing that was actually like good like solid this was this was a good thing was the many moments between the doctor and jamie sprinkled throughout the story and again so much of it seems improv and like not on purpose yes a lot of it felt like it was the actors doing that rather than the writers doing that also the dulcians learned fucking nothing from this encounter absolutely nothing i'm glad the planet is getting destroyed uh the cully stayed a free thinker before and after and other than one of the i mean one of the council members was killed but it doesn't seem like they're gonna do anything about that it seems like the whole planet is gonna blow up so. no no it was it was just the island oh it was just the island yes oh i was under the impression that it was the whole planet <laughs> no 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 it was just the island that that was the joke at the end i was like oh don't worry jamie it's only gonna be it's only gonna affect things that are on the island we're on the island Fuck. oh right 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 so so you're telling me the council after all of this they're gonna see it they're gonna see the island sink of the ground and they're gonna be like see we knew it yeah we just had to wait it was gonna fix itself that is exactly the reaction now i'm pissed because a different <laughs> a different alien came by and solved the problem for them so see i told you we just needed to wait and see and everything worked out in the end i think that alone is gonna make this my least favorite episode <laughs> of the whole <laughs> just thinking about that being the, the lesson they learned makes me so incomprehensibly angry <laughs> i did rethink my rankings a little bit because at first it was like Here's here's the thing. The underwater menace was kind of my shield for the bottom five. Like, the underwater menace was bad, but it was so corny and so bad it was good in so many places that I didn't really hate it. So anything that was below the underwater menace was just bad. At the top of this podcast episode, I had the Dominators just above Underwater Menace. I have since moved the Dominators to below Underwater Menace. <laughs> Hopefully well below Underwater Menace. Well, not so much, because the one below that is the moon base. <laughs> so <laughs> Stay tuned for whenever the fucking Doctor is out, whenever that happens again. Yeah, no kidding. Do you have any more final thoughts that you'd like to share? No, this episode sucks. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, the best thing you can do is give us five stars and tell your friends about it. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, all the major podcast things. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at QuickTripDW. Uh, I don't think Mac is on Twitter anymore, but you can follow me there at CelebrityWriter. I changed it. You can also check out Mac's YouTube channel called Mac the Meh, where he does insightful videos about video games. And join us next time on a quick trip through space and time, in which we watch what Wendy Padbury lists as her favorite episode. Wendy Padbury is Zoe, by the way, in case you forgot. In The Mind Robber. <laughs> Immediate cut to the robots. Hold on. We get fire trucks like all the fucking time here. Um. 
Yeah. Immediate cut to the robots. <laughs> like, dude, it's raining right now. Do you really need that many fire trucks? I wonder if you're by a fire station. I don't think we are. I saw a sign where they're planning on building a fire station. And it's like just down the block, so. Oh, perfect. That's not going to be obnoxious at all. <laughs> no, not at all. 